This is the Atlas Obscura podcast. I'm Johanna Mayer. And right now I'm in Brooklyn at the corner of Bedford Ave and Beverly Road in the Flatbush neighborhood. It's a busy corner right along a bus route. And I'm looking at this old Sears store. It's closed now and it's really big. It's got all these art deco designs on it, kind of like what you'd see on the Empire State Building. And there's this big tower that says Sears Roebuck and Company. Inside this store, 50 years ago, a group of teenagers went to work. And inside this store, their lives changed forever. So today, we're going to meet them. And we're going to go inside. Come for the deals, Stay for the love story after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. When shopping, you must go. A For a couple generations of Americans, Sears and Roebuck was the biggest name in retail. Sears actually started as a mail-order catalog back in the late 1800s. The business model was that you could buy any item that you could possibly imagine all in one place. Vacuums, clothes, guns, even entire houses. People could shop without ever leaving their homes. Kind of like Amazon before Amazon. The first brick-and-mortar store was built in 1925, and they expanded quickly. It was back in 1932 that Sears opened their store here in Brooklyn, New York. Eleanor Roosevelt gave a speech at the opening, and she made the first purchase, a pair of baby shoes. And despite opening right smack in the middle of the Depression, this Sears in Brooklyn became one of the top stores in the country. And it was here where a group of teenagers went to work in the 70s. Hi, I'm Rich Najar. I worked at Sears 50 years ago. I'm Joanne Thompson, and I worked at Sears 50 years ago also. I started in December of 70. I was 17. I'm going to guess that I started in 72. I guess it was 17. How old were you? Uh, 19? 18. 
Richie and Joanne both grew up in Brooklyn, born and raised, went to college nearby, lived at home, worked part-time at Sears. For Richie, it was kind of a family thing. His dad, brother, and sister all worked at this Sears. Every item in their house was a Sears item. Every appliance was a Sears. Every tool was a craftsman tool. Sure. The clothing that they wore. I mean, they were a Sears family. They we really were. were. A Sears family. You know, we had so many friends from Sears. The Brooklyn the store was mostly run and staffed by full-timers, like Richie's dad. But there was also a small army of part-timers who tended to be younger, like Richie and Joanne. Typical Saturday, we'd be coming in after being drunk all night long, and we'd come in, and we all had to come to the second floor, or to get your assignments, or to get your keys, or whatever. They'd punch in, grab a quick breakfast in the employee cafeteria, eggs, bacon, toast, and coffee for a buck twenty-five. Not bad. And then, things were pretty much what you'd expect from a group of teenagers. They did their jobs. But they also did a lot of stuff that was not their jobs. You know, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, it's the store was open to 9 o'clock. It was dead. And so we would just go in the back room of the stock room. So we just went over to the sporting department. We would get hockey sticks and Sean, a hockey mask. Sean, he's another one of the kids who worked at the store. And he'd put the the boxes, the paint came in. Those were like his uh, hockey pads. And we would just shoot pucks at him. It was a crazy, we're shooting pucks. They're going like 50 miles an hour at him. It's coming off his face. And who coming was off on his... the floor? Who was working the floor at that point? Well, nobody. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> yeah, nobody. If we had any customers, every once in a while we hear, uh, is anybody back there? <laughs> Oh, hang on, we'd come out <laughs> sweating and, you know. I hated taking the day off. I hated it. We, we I, like, if I didn't work on a Saturday, I'd be very depressed because that was my social life. They worked together. They took their breaks together. They pranked together. And after a long, hard day of playing hockey in the back room, they went out together. Always, 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 they went to the same bar. Grandma's. How many people from your group of Sears friends would be at Grandma's? Oh, God. 20 or 30, maybe? Oh, yeah. Easy. At least. Easy. And, you yeah. know, they bring their friends from outside, so we really knew everybody there. Grandma's. Great name for a bar. There was a special on Wednesday nights, three shots of tequila for a dollar. And on Fridays, there was a live band in the back. Joanne and her friend Ziggy would dance to Superstition by Stevie Wonder. It was their song. And Richie and Joanne would play this old-school video game, Pong. The Pong machine. <laughs> you know, I would play Joanne with Pong. That's one of the things, and I, you know, I let her win, so I would be... I thought I was winning. Yeah, she, I was, she really was not good. winning. Yeah, no. It was our version of the Rat Skeller. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we didn't go away to college. But this was our going away to college. We were literally every weekend for years. I mean, it was just, it clicked. I had one job kind of like this in my early 20s. My coworkers and I went out for lunch together, went out for drinks after work. We even went on vacations together. A few of us even lived in the same apartment building. I think there's something about that time in life. You're out in the world for the first time, and the people you're with during that time 
they're really formative. They stick with you. And Richie and Joanne, they really stuck with each other. Well, I, I, I think we first when she was working at the area cashier, I mean, she was very good looking and very cute. We're in the mini skirt, and I had gone over there and, uh, you know, I flirted a little, you know, had her, had her in the palm of my hand. Comment. <laughs> <laughs> they were all flirting. Was he a good flirt? <laughs> he was always making jokes, goofy jokes, and stuff like that. So not not flirty so much as jokey, right? Well, I had to make up for my looks, so I had to go <laughs> with my personality. <laughs> had that big mop up hair. <laughs> he did have an afro about out to there. What about his hair now? Uh, what, what, what hair? <laughs> <laughs> From what Richie and Joanne tell me, their wedding was a banger. There were like 300 people there. They didn't work at Sears anymore, but the whole Sears crew was there. Ziggy, Eileen, Ricky, Karen, all of them. Richie and Joanne have been married for 40 years. But they weren't the only match made in Sears. Not even close. Okay, well, what's up? Me and Joanne and Karen and Ziggy, who's my sister and my brother-in-law now. Karen and Ziggy met at the Sears in Brooklyn. My friend Sean, who I've known since the first grade, and his wife Linda, they met there. That's Sean, the guy who put on the hockey mask and got pelted with pucks. My friend John Ryan and his wife Mary met there. We had... Uh, Ricky, and, Ricky, Ricky and Tony. And Tony. Um, Maria and... Maria and Tony. Tony. Um, our friend Ronnie and Eileen. Uh, Neil and Lynn right. Nadler. Phyllis and Eddie. Eddie George, right. Eddie. Um, Richie and Joanne counted 12 couples who met while working at this Sears as teenagers. 12 Almost all of them are still married today. Must have been something in the water. Yeah. But yeah, 50 years ago. Wow, it's crazy. Fifty years later, Grandma's Bar is long gone. It's a medical center now. And the Sears in Brooklyn is heading down the same road. Now the end of an era, the last Sears department store in New York City is shutting its doors. At its opening, Eleanor Roosevelt... In the On a cold gray day in November of last year, I met up with Joanne and Richie. Hi, how are you? Good. Hello, Richie. There were big yellow signs on the chain link fence that surrounds the parking lot. Thank you for Blowout sale. Nothing held back. Everything must go. Oh my God, it's like empty in here. I know, all all the stuff has been moved up here, a lot of the stuff from downstairs. It's a couple weeks before the official closing date, but it kind of feels like they might run out of merchandise before then. They're even selling the store fixtures. This morning the department was down here, and then we had a little area over here that they had a dumbwaiter. A dumbwaiter that would go up to the third floor and stock would be them. That's when Sean hid in the dumbwaiter and scared the out of some of the salesmen in the hardware department. Yeah, we remember all the department numbers. Really? What are like, they? Like, uh, electrical department's 34, the hardware was 9, paint was 30. What useless information that stays in our brains for this long, right? You know, 50 <laughs> years later, we still remember that. Okay. And I, that's where the area cashier was. So there was a booth there, and I used to ring up all the tickets for the big, big ticket items. Right so, here? Right over there. 
and right next to me was tobacco, believe it or not. There was a whole area that they sell <laughs> cigarettes and tobacco. That was catalog. Richie and I are having an argument about where catalog was, but I'm sure that was over there. No matter what you win. We'll see. <laughs> we'll so ask somebody. Work right over here. The vacuums, the There's only a handful of items left in the store. Still, Joanne finds something to buy. A box of hair dye. Yeah, yeah I mean, $3. I mean, I could definitely... Okay. You just can't pass up a deal. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. As she checks out, Richie can't help himself. He's the kind of guy who talks to everyone, including the teenage cashiers bringing us up. We worked here 50 years ago. Yeah, we're saying goodbye to the store. We're saying goodbye to the store 50 years ago. They met here. They got we married. They met here, got married. If you didn't hear that, one of the cashiers said, my parents too. Your parents met here? Really? Wow. Whoa. See, there's something about, well, you know what, I'm going to give you 81 cents because I have a ton of I can't believe your parents met. Did your parents meet here too? Okay. <laughs> they met on their own time. <laughs> For Richie and Joanne, Sears was so many beginnings. The beginning of their careers. Richie went on to work for the Navy, doing inventory logistics, stuff he'd learned how to do at Sears. And Joanne says that she decided to get her PhD in psychology after dealing with so many interesting people in the customer service department. Today, she's a psychologist. Sears was the beginning of some of their deepest friendships. The weekend before I spoke with Richie and Joanne, a bunch of the Sears friends got together at Steve's house. They got all dressed up, drank wine, had such a good time that they ended up spending the night instead of driving home. And of course, it was the beginning of Richie and Joanne's 40-year marriage. Where would we be if it wasn't for Sears? Where the hell would we be? We'd be like not knowing each other. We wouldn't be knowing you. <laughs> We'd be really. Right. If not for Sears, they wouldn't know me because Richie and Joanne are my boyfriend's parents. So in an alternate universe, if there's no Sears, there's no Richie and Joanne. And if there's no Richie and Joanne, they never have a son, Mike. And if there's no Mike, I'm single. I guess I owe this Sears a lot, too. The store may be closed, but Richie and Joanne still carry a part of Sears with them. And I mean that literally. Back when they first got engaged, Joanne was kind of a hippie. Didn't want an engagement ring. And how often did I say... She always said, I'll get you I, one. You just tell me, I'll buy you an engagement ring. You know, what a, what a frivolous waste of money. I don't need this now, you know, whatever. We went back to Sears... When it was closing, years 50 years later, we went to the jewelry department, which was one of the departments I used to work in, too. And um, they had like two or three engagement rings in the, uh, in the um, display case. And I tried one on and it fit me perfectly. And I said to Richie, I think we got to do this. Now I have a diamond ring with from Sears. <laughs> and the best part of it probably is that it was, what, like 80%? It was, it was 80% off. 80% off. off. <laughs> Going out of business sale, so it was 80%. <laughs> nothing nothing yeah. makes Joanne happier than 80% <laughs> off, right? <laughs> the last Sears in Brooklyn closed in November of 2021. It's not clear what'll happen to the building. But the Art Deco facade is landmarked, so that's not going anywhere. 
Special thanks to Richie and Joanne for sharing their story. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Stocks. The production team includes Dylan Therese, Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, McKenna Smith, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Luce Fleming. I'm Johanna Mayer, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher.